Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Again, excited to have you all with us. I'm your host, Sebastian Slovin, and with me, back with me, is Sonia Mohammed, co-host. Hi, everybody. What's happening? All right, so we're really excited about this, this show today. We're going to be talking about analog versus digital. Is that dramatic? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Let's go over the definitions here because the way we're talking about it is different than the actual definition of analog versus digital. So let's see here. The, the actual definition for analog is data transmitted through a continuous stream. Hmm. And the definition of digital is data transmitted through ones and zeros. Okay, and the way we're talking about it today, right, is analog meaning you know, old school, authentic, nostalgic uh, examples of things that are considered analog are things like vinyl, record players, actual physical books, uh, journals, things like that, versus digital referring to more fast-paced, high-tech, smart devices, things like that. And this is a really important thing, and I think we've, we've seen this as Technology has become more and more prevalent and a, a part of our life. There's been this, I think, swing kind of going more toward uh, people wanting more analog things in their life to balance it out. So we're going to kind of explore some different questions around this. And again, this is all within the context of creating, cultivating healthy relationships with technology. So there is, I think, a common thinking around digital that says that basically digital is better. You know, it makes everything better and easier and uh, faster, and we have this endless memory and all this stuff. Uh, And again, as as I mentioned, there seems to be this, you know, a want for digital, but then also a want for the old school stuff too. So question for Sonia here, and we'll we'll discuss. um, You know, is technology... Uh, and having a more digital lifestyle make things better or worse? It's a pretty big question. Um, (laughs) It's a pretty big question, but I think um, there are a lot of ways in which technology has made our lives better and easier and quicker. Um, And I think it has become so pervasive that um, it has created a whole lot of challenges also for us that didn't used to exist. Um, one of the things I think about all the time is um, photos, right? Now that we have digital cameras, um, we can just take like endless photos. And a lot of times we end up taking like 10 photos of the same thing. Um, and then they end up just sitting on our computer. And there are thousands and thousands of these photos um, that I sort of forget about um, versus when I had a uh, an analog camera where I had to go get the film developed. You know, I would take maybe 30 photos and I would get them all back and I would probably treasure 25 of them and have them somewhere that I was actually looking at them frequently. 
Um, and so in, in this specific example, having the increased speed, efficiency, access um, actually has made it much less meaningful for me to have those photos. Um, and it becomes cumbersome, then I just don't even want to look at them because there's so many and, um, you know, you could maybe lose a whole day in it. And uh, that can be nostalgic in itself, but it's sort of taken, it's made photo creation and taking photos just like a totally different ball game. Um, so that's like one example of how I think technology initially felt like it really improved um, being able to take photos and access them. Um, and now I feel like it's actually created a challenge and I find myself really wanting like a Polaroid camera where I can just take a picture and see it instantly and, and savor those moments a little bit more and put a little more intention into the picture I'm actually taking. Yeah, yeah, good. That's a great example. I think I was also thinking about music. I'm into music, but I'm not like hardcore you know, into music where I've got, I grew up with some friends that are, that's their life, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but I think about the amount of music I have via Spotify or, or uh, that I have digitally. And I think just having so much access to that, I sort of take it for granted and I'm not as into the music that I listen to compared to when I, I think about, you know, I was born in the 80s, CDs and tapes and stuff when I was young. My favorite things were my favorite CDs, I cherish them so much and had a totally different relationship and I think a deeper relationship. I know a lot of my friends that listen to vinyl records still uh, love that aspect about the, like, the, the, you know, the, the, the tactile nature of the records and, and having that experience that's not just, uh, you know, clicking uh, in your library. Yeah, when you and you didn't have infinite music at your fingertips too. So like I remember having um, an Alanis Morissette CD, um, and one just finding it so funny to look at the lyrics and realize that I'd been singing so much of it wrong. You know, once you actually see it written. But then when you think back to CDs and you had these album covers, um, you know, with information about the artist and all the words to the songs, and you couldn't access that online, um, and you would just listen to it over and over and over again. Um, and now, you know, uh, well, I can't remember the last time I listened to, one, just an album in its entirety, um, but two, you know, more than once in one sitting, um, where that used to be, you know, a common occurrence. And, and it does totally change your appreciation for that music. Um, you know it a lot better and, and, you know, in a different way than just casually hearing it every now and then on your Spotify playlist. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are a few different, a few different, pretty specific examples, and I want to pull back a little bit and talk about this in 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 terms of our relationships with with tech. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, right, tech has become becoming more and more prevalent with apps and things to save us time and and become more convenient, and it, it does seem like there is a, a reemergence of some of the analog stuff. You think we're, you think we're swinging back kind of the other way, or what? What do you think's happening with, with this? Yeah, I do. I I do sort of subscribe to this idea of, um, you know, we're sort of standing between analog and digital, and it's a pendulum, and we swing sort of back and forth. The more, when there's a new technology that comes out, and we sort of come consumed by it, at first it's like you know a love affair where it's just the most amazing thing ever, and then 
um, all of a sudden um, you get a little bit of perspective and you realize you're missing all these other things that you used to have and then you sort of swing back the other way. Um, I, I do think I personally am swinging more towards um, analog right now, like really finding a new appreciation for analog and um, and really being more discerning about where I'm using technology. And so, I mean, that's even going from smart tech to low tech with the phone as your alarm clock to just actually getting an alarm clock, um, you know, taking, uh, like appreciating books, you know, sometimes way more than being able to carry all the books I've ever owned on my Kindle. And um, yeah, I feel like those sorts of things, like writing things down, even a grocery list. I love the Our Groceries app, but sometimes I just want a list where I don't have to be looking at my phone in the store and I can just cross things off with a pencil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I feel like, right, as we've mentioned before, there's not we're not going to be going backwards in terms of technology. It's going to become, right. it's going to still do its thing. But I do think, at least personally, I found it really helpful to balance that with with things like the an old school alarm clock mm-hmm. or a physical book or a journal. And I, I was you, as you were mentioning that, I was thinking about. I just read a an article that that will attach in the show notes, but a study that was showing that um, students' retention, college students' retention is greater when they use uh, analog, like when they go pen and pen and paper versus typing all the notes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's there's something to this, the idea that right, there's certainly a place for tech, but it's not always better and more efficient or effective. Yeah, and I think that's a great example, especially in the educational world, where um, technology in particular has sort of changed the face of education because one of its, I think, biggest pros, in my opinion, is its ability to disseminate information um, really fast and to a really wide audience. Um, and so there's there's that piece of it, and then there's also this, but how do we actually learn and how do we actually engage with information um, and then you know be able to keep a hold of it and put in and change theory into action, you know, like put it into action. Um, and so it's important to be thinking about all these pieces of, of where to be using technology at its best and also understanding how we as humans learn, consume information, and, and how can we sort of marry the two, you know? Totally. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, education as well. And so Sonia and I both just wrapped up a master's degree at the University of San Diego about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when I think about it, right? Um, my education, educational journey, uh, and wanting to con- continue to learn, of course. And there's so much, so many classes, so many options for continuing education and even further degrees that are primarily online. And I've dabbled in the online learning world. Mm-hmm. Even if the the content is the same, or maybe even better on an online platform, there's still something. I'm thinking about some classes that we had in particular, which were much more experiential, and there's a tangible feeling of of you know being in a in a large room and and practicing leadership and listening and and navigating that space that is this doesn't happen in in an online platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happens really differently. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's just different, but it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how mm-hmm. how that uh, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's a bit on a pen, its own pendulum swing right now. Like we're seeing a you know, huge boom in online education where you can get like full on PhDs totally online. Um, and, you know, for some disciplines, this makes more sense than others. But, um, you know, that sort of emerged. And I think now we're starting to see the pendulum come back where people are sort of questioning the quality. Um, you know, are people retaining the information the same way? Um, you know, and so I think the pendulum is sort of a healthy um a healthy movement collectively. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it does depend on like if you're studying math or engineering versus, you know, more of a social science or right. something like that. Like it's counseling a, or leadership or yeah. Yeah. Different deal. Different deal. Medicine. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the other things that comes up a lot with the, or, or comes up for me with this analog versus uh, digital thing is uh, paper maps versus GPS. Um, or like a sort of digital navigation system. Um, and I have struggled, as Sebastian knows, um, to improve my map reading skills. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, never actually really having to do it. You know, by the time I was generally navigating in any real way in a car, like having to get somewhere by myself, um, we had either Garmin's, like, you know, the GPS you would put in your car, and then obviously the evolution of smartphones to smartphones to include that. Um, and so it becomes this mindless thing where you just put in your destination and you never have to really know where you're going. Your, your phone does it for you. And I, and I read an interesting article about this, about like why, why we still need paper maps, and it talks about a bunch of different things. But before I jump into it, I'm curious to just get your general thoughts on that, Sebastian. Um, like, your, your preference in general for either paper maps or GPS, I'm sure it probably depends on the situation, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, totally, I think totally depends, totally depends. I think it'll be interesting to go through, well, we can ask some more questions, but I think for me it's, I love the navigating in a car with a, with a maps app. Uh, and there are times like we do a lot of outdoor sort of adventure excursion type stuff and it's really nice to, well, a lot of these places don't have service, so, uh, but we, you know, use map, compass, that kind of stuff, and there's something, even if it's not quite as efficient or quick, there's something about engaging with the environment in that way that's so much more, I think, rich and memorable. You know, you have to be aware of the topography, the mountains, and, and, you know, just all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't really think about if, uh, you know, Siri was just telling you to turn turn right, turn right at the next eucalyptus <laughs> tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, there's definitely a, a place for both, I think. Um, we'll try to use, we're going to go through a series of questions of sort of either or, and we'll try not to say both to all of them. Um, but this one in particular, I think um, there are certainly times where GPS would be um incredibly helpful and then also if if and when that's not working having a physical map as a backup um, and knowing how to actually use it um, but I, I I think there are some things about it that are interesting if you think about the trend moving towards just like total digital navigation um, and how much is lost in that process. You're like, you know, losing spatial awareness, you're use, losing sort of cognitive skill development that could happen there. But then you're, you're really losing the bigger picture of like what the whole map is, like where you are on it and, and where you're trying to go. Um, 
and even what direction you're heading in. Like sometimes I notice when I'm using my GPS, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, I could be heading north, I could be heading east. I have like zero sense of that. Um, and that like <laughs> feels problematic to me. Um, and then I noticed I had a, oh, this will be my last tangent on this, but um, I, I lost my phone recently um, and was potentially going to have plans after work to meet some friends and was just like, you know what, I, yeah, I can't do anything because I do not know how to get anywhere other than just from here to home. <laughs> and it was a pretty embarrassing situation. Um, so it's, it's, I think, about trying to have a balance there, too, and not be in those situations. Okay, so let's jump into a couple of these um, other either-or questions, um, and we'll do our best to use both sparingly, try not to say, well, both, or it depends. Um, so, Sebastian, your preference between a mixed tape that maybe somebody created for you or you made for yourself versus um, like a Spotify or Pandora playlist? Good question. Good question. Tough one. And this may be just pure nostalgia, but I do like or liked the personal thought that went into a mixtape if someone made one for me. It's really cool. Uh, and... I'm not supposed to do this, but I do really like a lot of the uh, playlists on Spotify and stuff. What about you? Yeah, I think the same. I mean, I love I love it when people make me things. Um, there's yeah, then every song just has a new or uh, deeper meaning. Um, so I would for sure choose that a mixtape. Okay, um, so how about just stay on the theme of music? Um, seeing, these are a couple options, but you have to choose one. Seeing music live, listening to it on vinyl, or just being able to listen to whatever you want, wherever you want, digitally, again, through some sort of platform like Spotify or Pandora. You can only have one in your entire life. I think live is the best. Yeah, live is the best. Maybe that's an easy question, but I agree. Yeah, but you don't have access to it. You wouldn't have diverse, yeah, diverse. Or, That's a or, silly question because there'd never be a scenario where you could only watch live music. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we touched on this a little bit, um, but less about the learning maybe um, that goes into this and just a preference of do you um, prefer taking notes on a computer or a laptop or with paper and pencil handwritten? I'm 100% no both and uh, paper, pencil, paper, pen versus computer. Mm -hmm. way better for me in terms of my retention and yeah I like the the process I think there's a a processing internally that I do to put my my thoughts down on paper that are that I don't do when I'm just typing stuff how about you yeah same um I I tend to get drawn to taking my notes on a laptop because it feels more efficient and like I can get more down. Um, but I have noticed upon reflecting that when I write it, um, I just, I, I'm able to focus on the important stuff and I just get the important stuff down. Um, and then I, I feel like it's a different synthesizing process for me with information. Um, so yeah, and I just love pen to paper, the, that experience too. Okay, tough one. Kindle or physical book? Hmm. I can't choose both. <laughs> you have to choose. I would. I would like for you not to choose both. I'm gonna say physical book. Uh, it's a tough one. I do like. I do have a Kindle. I love my Kindle. But it's the same thing. I kind of feel like I don't retain books and what I read as much on a Kindle versus on a paper book. Mm -hmm. What about you? 
Yeah. A similar wavelength. I feel like if they could figure out how to take notes or if there was a way to take notes or like earmark pages in a, in a way that made more sense to me and was easier, I might be leaning more towards Kindle. But um, yeah, the, just, the physical book is so fun to me, having a physical book. But I remember when the Kindle came out and I was like, oh, let's get rid of all these books. I can just have everything I own on this one thing and I have all this space now in my house. So, you know, perhaps this is a pendulum answer for me. Yeah. Uh, okay, last one. Um, digital camera versus Polaroid or like uh, one that has to be processed. I'm 100% going with the camera, digital camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I have the patience for, not so much for a Polaroid, but for like taking your film into the place and having them mm-hmm. process it. Mm-hmm. You know, who's got time for that? <laughs> but so what about the Polaroid then? That comes out instantly. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see myself doing that. Yeah. But well, I think it would be cool. I do always appreciate when there's a gathering or something and someone has someone taken has Polaroid it. pictures. I like that. Yeah. It's never been me to take those, though. Yeah. What's or your take thoughts pictures on pictures in general. Yeah. In a, a social setting. Um, uh, yeah, I think a pendulum answer again. I'm, I'm, I want less photos in my life. I want better photos that capture the moment more and less of them. So my tendency or preference right now is much more towards like a Polaroid. Um, And the mystery, the anticipation, Um, specifically if you have to go get the film developed. That's like, that's fun to me. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. Can you do that? Yeah, of course it is. So you're saying it's Polaroid and film, basically, not just. Yes. Yeah, like iPhone and digital, you know, Polaroid and film. Got it. Um, that's maybe like four actual separate choices, but I lumped them together. <laughs> I see. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Well, it, there's a lot more of these out there, those questions, those either questions. And I I um, think they're really interesting. And for me, they're really fun to think about. <laughs> all right. So that's all we got time for today. Thanks so much for joining us uh, where we discussed and explored the pros and cons of both digital and analog. All right, so thanks so much for listening to the Nature Unplugged podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. You can also find our episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, speaking of digital, Mm -hmm. and other podcast platforms. Uh, Be sure and visit www.natureunplugged.com for more information and resources. You can also reach out to us directly from our site, let us know if you have any questions, comments, feedback, ideas for future shows or potential guests for shows. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, look at each day as an opportunity to connect with nature and find a better balance with the tech in your life. Join the Nature Unplugged movement. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.